Today we're talking about taxes. Actually, we're talking about what you need to know and do and say so you can be the knowledge broker for your buyers and sellers with my friend, Steve Harney, the Oracle, the founder of KCM. Hey, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today is gonna to be a little bit different. Rather than me just getting up and sharing a whole bunch of ideas and strategies for you to grow your business, I've asked one of my dear friends, Steve Harney. I actually refer to him as the Oracle of Real Estate. You might know him as the founder of KCM Keeping Current Matters. They create content that keep agents like you educated, informed, so you're able to empower your buyers and sellers and be the knowledge broker. So rather than doing it here, I thought I would just share with you very quickly. This video is probably 45 minutes long and it is packed with the scripts and the ideas and the strategies to not only remove the confusion that so many people have on the new tax laws, more importantly, it's gonna put you in a position to stand out amongst your competition to again, be the knowledge broker who knows what to say, who knows what to do, who knows the parts of the countries that are being impacted and what to say appropriately about all of those areas, most importantly, your own. Now, you're gonna hear me say it, this was not about you and your taxes, right? That you need to consult your CPA about. This was purely about things like uh, the exemptions, mortgage interest deduction, talking about SALT, the things that your buyers and sellers may or may not be aware of, especially with the amount of confusion that took place in the media leading up to the tax bill finally being signed. So. I really hope you're in a place where you can sit back, you can relax, you can take a lot of notes, because the Oracle is gonna give you a lot of insight to help you stand out and be the knowledge broker. Thanks so much for watching, enjoy the show. Hey, welcome Ferry Nation, it's Coach Tom Ferry in the house, super excited to be talking with you today. Uh, happy New Year, welcome to 2018 and your best year ever. We have an awesome show for you today. Uh, if you are in the US, one of the things that certainly took up some of our mind space over the holidays was the new tax laws. Um, with all of that happening, I reached out to the man I refer to as the Oracle of real estate. You know him as the founder of Keeping Current Matters, KCM, Mr. Steve Harney. If you know anything about KCM, they create content that makes you look like the expert in your marketplace, giving you the ability to share real information and real news to help buyers and sellers make good decisions. Speaking of, today I've asked Steve to really touch on and give us insight on the big three, which I wrote down as the tax exemption, the mortgage interest deductions, and SALT, right? The state and local taxes to make sure that you are informed and empowered and able to share both in your marketing and in your verbal messaging effectively with your customers. Um, plus, we've got five questions from a whole bunch of our members. Now, I did write down a little warning, a little disclosure. Um, when I reached out on just one of my private Facebook pages, I said, if you have a question and you wanna ask the Oracle, just post it here, and so many of you started asking questions about your personal taxes. And I wanna remind you that today is not about your personal taxes, right? It's about real estate and your customers and you being the best real estate professional you can be for them. If 
you need advice, you've got to call your CPA. And if you know me and you're a longtime member of what we do, you know I'm going to say to you, if Uncle Larry is still doing your taxes because he's good with numbers, with what's happening right now, it is time for you to step it up and get yourself a professional CPA. Do it ASAP. So with all of that said, it looks like everything is going. We're live on lots of different channels. Uh, let me just say, Steve, welcome, and we're so excited that you're here, and Happy New Year. Well, thank you very much, Tom, and Happy New Year to you and all the viewers. Uh, it's an honor to be, for me to be on the show with you today. One of the great things, whenever I'm talking to your followers, this is what I know. They're the best of the best, and those are the agents that people will depend on to get the best advice possible with all the confusion that's out there right now. So it's truly an honor for me to be here speaking with your people because I know they're going to have the biggest impact in the market. So, Steve, I got to say, first of all, thank you again. And, and we are very proud of all of our members and the extraordinary coaches that get to work with them. And a big part of it is the role that you guys play, helping us take this great content. And then we take it and help turn it into scripts and dialogues. And, of course, let's face it, the people we work with are super ambitious. So, you know, it takes a village. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, My honor again. Cool. So one of the one of the things we should just go right into, Steve, are the big three, right? Tax exemption, right? The one-time tax exemption, mortgage interest rate deductions, and SALT. And there is just so much confusion about each one of these. Let's go through one at a time and maybe let's, let's eliminate the confusion and then let's talk specifically about how they should be addressing their buyers and sellers so those customers can make a good informed decision. So let's start with the, the one-time exemption. What the heck sure. is going on? First of all, I want to make sure that all your followers understand that there's still a lot of confusion. Even though the, the law has been signed into, or the bill has been signed into law, there's still a lot of confusion out there because there was a lot more coverage about the proposed legislation than there has been about what was actually passed. So there are some people out there, your clients and customers, even some agents, that still think that was what was proposed was actually passed. So yes. let's take a look at the one-time exemption for a personal residence. What was proposed that right now, well, prior to the new tax bill, it was a person had to live in the house two of the last five years in order to get that exemption. And the change was going to be that they were going to have to live in five out of eight years. So instead of living two out of five to get that exemption, they were going to have to live in a house five out of the last eight years. And what that was going to do is tie up a lot of inventory because people might wait a couple of years and get that to get that exemption. And that would have tied up the inventory that would have been coming to the market in 2018, inventory we drastically needed. Well, some people still think that what was proposed was passed. When in actuality, the new tax code did not change that at all. It's still two out of five years. So what is the impact on the real estate market? Absolutely none. But the challenge is there are some people that think it's still five out of eight, and we have to make sure that we let them know that what was proposed was not passed. This what was, is what was passed. So Steve, that's a really important one because there is a lot of confusion. And I, I really hope that you speak to the confusion. And is there a specific thing that you would say to the agents about this? Is there a piece of information, something they could download, something that they could use as fact to inform and empower their customers? All right. Well, first of all, I think that the confusion, confu confusion in anything leads to fear and fear leads to paralysis. So as long as we let that confusion stay out there, our consumers are going to be fearful. 
if they're fearful, they're not going to go ahead and put the house on the market. They're not going to go ahead and suggest that their kid or you know, buy the house or they're not going to buy their retirement home right now until some of that fear goes away when the confusion is cleared. It's our job to clear that confusion as quickly as possible. What we do at KCM, we've done a video uh, that really explains the big differences. We've given them a full page of information uh, with a bunch of links to it. NAR has some great information on it. Um, you just, I'm going to tell all of your people, be very careful. There are, there's a lot of reporting out there because the internet doesn't take things down that was reporting on what could have been, not what actually is. And NAR did a great job of rallying realtors across the country to get in touch with their House of Representatives, House of Representatives their senators, and making sure that some of the things they proposed were either not put into law or were negotiated to a better number. So when they're looking for information, make sure they have the last minute up-to-date information because there's still a lot of stuff out there that agents are quoting that it's just inaccurate. Stephen, your opinion, is there any wiggle room? Is there anything that's still going to change in that law, or do we think that one is intact? Uh, on that particular thing, I don't think there's any, it's going to be any change at all. Now, when I say that there might be change in other things, understand that the House and the Senate came together. They came together with a proposal. The president signed it into law. That was their intentions, that, you know, that those pages were their intentions of what they were looking to accomplish. The IRS now has to turn it into regulations, IRS regulations. And while they're going through that process, there might be some modifications here, some modifications there, probably more on an S Corp versus a C Corp and what does that mean and uh, things like that. On the real estate stuff, the stuff we're talking about today, there's not going to be any, uh, there's no wiggle room to change something now. All right. That's why they should know exactly what came out on the most important points, which you've already figured out, are uh, the exemption, the uh, mortgage interest deduction, and, you know, the deduction for, you know, state and local taxes, which they close off. Okay, well, let's, first of all, thank you for clearing that up. Let's go right to the second one, because I know this is one that, boy, if you talk about mass hysteria, you know, the mortgage okay. interest deduction is going away, or it's going to go to 500000 And I still had people talking about that up until, you know, a week and a half ago. So, so I had some people talking to me this morning about it was 500000 So there's still some confusion out there. Yes. So, so clean that up for us. Clear it up for us. I want to cover that in two different pieces. Number one is what was proposed. The Senate wanted to keep it at a million and understand that the old tax code did have a maximum. It was a million. It wasn't unlimited. It was a million. Um, the, the House of Representatives proposal said, let's knock it down to 500,000. They came together and settled in the middle, 750,000. Now, anyone who's already had a loan prior to December 14, 2017, they're grandfathered in. They still have the million-dollar exemption. But anyone moving forward would only get a $750,000 mortgage, you know, mortgage interest reduction exemption on $750,000. Now, that could be spread across a couple of homes. There was also some talk that they weren't going to allow any mortgage introduction on a second home. But now you're combining the, the mortgages you have, and you have up to $750,000 on that. What does that mean? All right. Well, that's going to impact some people. There's no question about that. Someone buying a house that's going to have a 750 mortgage to a million dollar mortgage, which is about a house 900,000 to 1.25 million. Anyone buying over 1.25 million, they were not going to get the exemption anyway, even under the old law. But so people buying between about 900 and a million 250, now they're not going to get the deduction on, the, on that loan. 
So now the question is, well, how is that going to impact the market? Well, you have to take a look at that. Let's take a look at my personal experience. I had a house down in Miami, you know, it had a pretty decent mortgage on it. I wanted to buy a really nice lake house in North Carolina to spend the summers at. And I said, all right, let me find the house. Now my wonky CPA, I love the guy. I agree with you. Everyone should have a CPA, the, uh, or, you know, really good tax planner. And, you know, he told me, well, with the exemption at that time, a million dollars, if you go over a little over a million dollars, you're not going to, and I'm telling him, I'm saying, Hey, listen, calm down. I want to buy the house. I want to buy. I don't want to save, you know, $300 a month. It's, I want to live in the house I want to live in. I want my family to come to the house I want. So I'm not sure it only affects those people between 900 and 1.25 million. And I'm not sure how much it's going to even affect that market. Because you have to realize that that's one part of the tax code. There are other parts of the tax code, like the alternative minimum tax. Anyone who has a CPA, they should talk to their accountant about that. It's a complicated issue. But basically, in the old code, if you took too many exceptions, they taxed you more on a different part of the tax code. And that loosened up. So everyone's got to look at their overall tax situation before they're going to say, well, all of a sudden people are not going to buy houses because they didn't get the mortgage interest reduction. I don't see that as a case. It only affects a sliver of the people. And I'm not saying it's a small sliver, but it's a sliver of the people. And even those people, you know, are they not going to buy the house they want to save $100 a month? I, I don't know if that's true. I think it's easy to speculate. And certainly, uh, you know, you and I both know people that that naturally come from a place of fear are going to talk themselves right out of it. And people that are like you and I, you know, we're not going to not buy the home of our dreams just because of a two or $300 a month tax savings. So especially since we're going to make that money, just an appreciation, forget about anything else. We're going to make all that money back. It's not like we're throwing that money away. Exactly. I mean, especially when you're talking to the, the California, the New York, uh, you know, parts of Connecticut, certainly Miami, the higher end marketplaces are going to continue to move. And so I, I know that's one of the questions and I want to get to that, but I'm going to save it for uh, the sort okay. of rapid fire from the five. And let's finish with salt. So, so explain salt, explain the confusion around salt and, and what does the agent need to know to be most informed? All right. The salt is the deduction you're allowed to take right now on your state and local taxes, which includes your property taxes. So from a real estate standpoint, since it includes property taxes and high tax states, let me give you another example, New York, where I lived. In New York, a lot of retirees, once they hit retirement age, don't want to pay the high taxes on the island. So that is a determining factor in them leaving the island after they retire to move into a state that has a better tax bracket. I think this could be a straw that will cause more people to do that and maybe a little bit earlier. So I think that SALT is, is, was going to have a much bigger impact than the mortgage interest, mortgage interest deduction did, because now in those high, high um, tax states, especially yeah. where property tax is very high, uh, those people are going to be faced with a 10, they were going to eliminate it altogether. Now they have $10,000. But we have to look at that also, because I looked up the numbers. You know how I am. I always want to look up the stats. The stats are 70% of the country doesn't itemize deductions anyway. So the 70% that's out the window. Say that again, no. Steve, say that again. Sure, 70% of the country prior to this didn't itemize deductions. So 70% of the people out there, this tax law is gonna help, is gonna put more money in their pocket because they gave them a larger standard deduction. Because the standard deduction is a lot larger, many people think 
that in 2018, 80% of the people are not going to itemize their deductions. So that comes out the window. When we look at the average deduction by adjusted gross income, to hit 10,000, you have to be at about $200,000. So those who do itemize, with the people who reach that $10,000 limit prior to this, they were making about $200,000 a year. So anyone under $200,000 a year that was itemizing is still going to be in the same situation they were. But remember, the alternate tax, that little thing they snuck in to retax us on the savings we did by itemizing, that's going to cause some more people to it balancing out for them. I think that in the, now we have to take a look at the whole tax code. So I think that SALT in California, I think that SALT in New York, in Miami, do I think that it's going to have a bigger impact? Yeah, I do. All right. But we have to take a look at who is going to have an impact on People making up to $200,000, it's probably going to have, not have a very large impact at all. People in the upper market, they're going to be able to say, all right, I have to make a decision now. They're going to be able to afford to make that decision. Do I want to live in this house or not? Do I want? And then there's going to be that group in the middle, maybe two hundred dollars to $500,000 that are going to have to start making decisions. I think the vast majority of them are going to say, all right, let's bite the bullet a little bit and let's stay exactly where we are. But understand, you know, None of this is good news or bad. Everyone wants to put it as this good news. Or bad. It's the news. There's no exactly. such thing in our industry as good news or bad news. There's just the news. And the news is that if more and more people are saying, well, I have to downsize or move to Nevada or out of California or move to North Carolina or out of New York, well, what are we talking about? We're talking about free inventory mm-hmm. in two places that we drastically need the inventory. If yeah. this was taking place, place in 2008, I, I, I'd be scared to death. Right now, we need the inventory that maybe it's going to cause. All right? So I, I don't really see that as, as a challenge. Now, it might be that every agent has to be smart. They have to sit down with a client and say, right, let's figure out what's the best thing for you and your family and not get into this, well, prices are going to drop 15%. You know, there, were, there was a lot of news out there that because of this, prices were going to drop dramatically, especially in California. And part of the reason that that narrative was put out there is there were people that wanted to get agents, citizens, to get in touch with their members of the House of Representatives, senators, and you can't do this, it's going to crush things. So there was a little fear-mongering going out to make sure that we got active with RPAC and different organizations to make sure that what was proposed was not passed and it worked. But now they have to kind of backtrack on the fear part of it. Probably if people in California and New York, if, if they really want to get a good feel for that, probably the most thorough research being done on that right now is done by Mark Zandi from Moody's Analytics. And he looked at the whole situation. He said over the next two years, the value of property will be 4% less than it would have been two years from now. So let's understand what that means. Because that doesn't mean prices are going to drop 4%. That's not what he said. And there are people misquoting him. Yes. That he had to come out a second time and, and explain what he meant. What that means is in two years from now, if prices uh, uh, appreciate the way, let's say the home price expectation survey, the 100 leading experts in the country, they just came out a couple of days ago saying they're going to go up by about 4.5% in 2018 and about 3.5% next year. That's a total of 8%. 
what Mark Zandi is saying, that there's a possibility that instead of going up 8% over the next two years, they're only going to go up 4% over. He's not saying prices are going to drop. He's saying that they won't appreciate as much. In the upper end market, maybe that number is going to be 5% or 6%. But again, when you take a look at what it would normally appreciate, it's still going to go up in value. It's, it, price is not going to fall 10%. That's not, you know, there, there is, well, I shouldn't say there's nobody saying that, but that, you know, the people that we follow, the people that we trust the most, the people that we're right the most often, all right, they're saying, no, wait a second. We're going to see a slowdown in appreciation, perhaps. All right. We're not going to see a fall in prices. So Steve, you just shared so much insight. I'm, I can only imagine a few of our members sitting there right now saying, okay, so now what do I do with all this, <laughs> right? I, I want to be that, I mean, you, we're talking about some of the very best real estate agents on the planet watching this right now. They know what to do, they know what to say, but anytime there's, you know, short sales show up, uh, you know, bank-owned properties show up, you know, a new tax law, it, it throws people off a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. so, so is there a specific, uh, you know, destination you would send them to maybe beyond Mark Zandi or is Mark Zandi the one? Where would you send them to make sure they've got the perfect talking points? Um, well, you know, part of what I do is I don't like going to one place. I like going to a, you know, an assortment of places and, and putting them together. All right, that's what we do at KCM. You know, any one of the people on this that are at KCM, they know we have a full page breaking down all the ones we think are valuable to look at. Um, what I would suggest that they do, if they were going to look at two people, I would, and they're opposite ends of the spectrum. So they'll get both sides of it. Bill McBride from Calculated Risk, Bill McBride from Calculated Risk, quoted all the time in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, great economist. He really feels that there'll be almost no impact by the new tax laws, and he explains to you why he feels that way. On the flip side of it, someone who's saying, no, this is going to be a challenge, and we got to work through the challenges, I would go to Mark Zandi from Moody's Analytics. I would just... I would just Google their, both their names and what the tax law does, and you'll get a great person, a person I trust tremendously, on both sides of the argument. But I want them to understand that that person on the negative side of the argument isn't anywhere near as negative as what I'm hearing out there. Exactly. So what I would tell an agent is the first thing you need to do is sit down and calm down. That's the first thing an agent should do. Don't get caught up. Don't be that chicken little, the sky is falling guy. And then I would sit uh, my clients down and tell them the same thing. Sit down and calm down. Now, what I think that your agents need to do is have that, you know, Mark Zandi, you know, he put out a couple of, uh, couple of page reports. Go to uh, Bill McBride's Calculator Risk blog, copy a couple of, and then be willing even to sit with the CPA of their buyer or seller because they're confused too. I've had many accountants call me over the last two weeks saying, do you have a keeping current matters for accountants because your agent's showing me the stuff? I want to get that stuff out to my clients. So it's, it's kind of crazy what's happening right now. So, but I would sit down with them. And, and, but the most important thing is everybody calm down. Because the one thing that we have to take a look at, and you know, some people on the other side are going to argue, well, that's because they knew what was coming. If you take a look at the foot traffic, the buyer traffic, the buyer traffic in the last two months, the amount of people out looking at houses was greater than it was this past spring. 
So the demand is there in a very, very big way, tremendously big way. We couldn't stop that avalanche if we tried to, all right? People understand. Uh, uh, network, uh, Neighborhood Works just came out with a, with a report. It, you know, 80% of Americans think that homeownership is part of their American dream. They feel less successful if they don't buy a house. The vast majority understand that they will not obtain financial stability without buying a house. So the vast majority of Americans are that way. Now, when we get up to the luxury market, the people have more options because of their income. They're going to look at it a little bit closer because they're not deciding whether they're going to buy a house. They're deciding whether they're going to move up to the multi-million dollar house or buy a second multi-million dollar house. And that's a little different conversation. But for the vast majority of Americans, you know, homeownership is so much more important than the tax break. I'll even ask your agents to ask themselves. In all the years they've been in the business, how many times did a buyer come up and say, well, you know what's the straw that's going to break the camel's back? What's the mortgage introduction on this house? And what does it have to do with my tax? They don't even know there's a mortgage introduction until after they bought the house and they go talk to their accountant. All right, the vast majority of times. Now you have those sophisticated you know, uh, buyers out there, you have those sophisticated investors. And they might decide they're gonna run appreciation, because we're not even putting appreciation into the calculation yet. The appreciation that they're running right now, they'd be crazy to let go. But if there are some people saying, you know, I've had a good run with the new tax law, it's time for me to move on, and they put those houses on the market, Again, we win. That's not bad news. We win. That's 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 the biggest challenge we've had in the last two years is we don't have enough inventory. Let's com not complain that if we get more inventory, now we're gonna say, "Oh my God, there's more houses coming to the market." Demand will gobble those houses up, and I don't think we're gonna hit a depreciation. I do think, and so does the home price expectation survey, that our appreciation will slow down to normal three three and a half percent a year. It won't be the six, seven percent that we've had over the last couple of years. And that's still steady growth and, and growth is yeah. a good thing. So, Steve, you've covered a lot of ground and you've actually touched on a little bit of two of the questions. So let's switch gears and let's go rapid fire into the five questions. Um, the first one you touched on a little bit, but go a little deeper. Uh, Linda Duria asks, um, how's the new tax law going to affect second homes? So just will you just reiterate the answer again for us. Originally, why everyone was getting panic stricken about Originally, everyone thought that they were going to eliminate any, the mortgage interest reduction on the second home. So you're only going to be able to take it on your primary home. However, that didn't make the law. The law, what was passed was that that 750 going forward, a million dollars, anything grandfathered in, 750 going forward means if you have two mortgages of $350,000, one on your first house, one on your second house, you can still deduct both. You still have the interest deduction on both. So the concern that, well, everyone's going to sell the second house because there's no longer a, a mortgage interest deduction on the second house. First of all, I don't think that's true that that would have happened. But even the people who were claiming that were going to happen, they're just wrong because you can deduct the second house. So Steve, thank you for reiterating. I want to go to the, the next one from Karen Stone, one of our clients in, uh, in New York City. And, and really, this You're is just everybody in the high end. Um, is there any other insight around what you would say to the customer that is in that you know, uh, million to million two price range, who's now potentially balking at the taxes? I think that there's, there's a possibility that that particular buyer might try to keep that, that mortgage to 750. I do think that that's a possibility. 
Now, that's not going to be a possibility. That's not going to happen above a million two fifty, because those people didn't have the exemption anyway. So it's not going to impact them at all. But that buyer between that seven fifty and 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 one million two hundred and fifty. What I would look there is what I would say to that person is, you know, what's the right thing for you? What do you want to try to accomplish? Yeah. And this is what I know, especially in, in that market, especially in the New York market, you know, they're going to be able to see some properties at the price point they want. And it's the same thing that's going to happen in some little small town in North Carolina. Oh, why well, you don't want to spend more than a hundred? Well, let me show you the hundred thousand dollar properties. And then once they see the 750 properties in New York, uh, they might decide that maybe the tax deduction isn't as big a thing as they thought it was. Yes. Because what they need to do is figure out if they buy at 900, what is that number? The big difference is, you know, they're taking 750 all the way up to a million, but some people are going to be in the middle of that. So how that's going to impact it, you know, th their situation, I don't see that impacting many buyers at all. The, the, the interest deduction and, and Bill McBride does a great piece on that. On the salt, the tax situation, yeah, you know, New York might get hit a little bit stronger with that. But again, all we're doing is giving great counseling. If that's what they want, if they want to keep their expenses to this, they have to know that this is what they can then afford. And if that's what they can then afford, then you're in a situation where, you know, they have to decide if they're comfortable living in that particular property. If not, you know, there's nobody on this call that hasn't had a buyer say, I'm not going to spend a penny over this and the person spent extraordinary money over that. All right, so we have to take a look at that. And there are gonna be some people who are gonna hold tight to it. And those people we should try to satisfy the best we possibly can. But remember above, you know, that taking down the luxury market, which some people are projecting, that above 1.25 million, and if you're talking about Manhattan, you're talking about the vast majority of the properties, aren't impacted really. They're not impacted at all in the mortgage interest reduction. So like really, I don't see that as being, you know, as major a play as some people are claiming it to be. I agree. I agree 100%. Those luxury, but by the way, the other part of this thing is the rest of the tax code tremendously favors the well-to-do in every other way, all right? So when they look at it overall, they'll be able to justify, well, I really bothers me. I can't deduct the taxes like I used to. But I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this, and I still want to live in this property. <laughs> Yep, 100%, Steve. Um, what I love about this is it's just serve the client, inform the client. The client's either gonna take action at that price range or they're not. And our job is just to deliver the news and the information and help guide them to make the right decision. So exactly thank right. you. Um, you education, education, education. That's what Always, that's what always. So you covered number three, so I'm gonna go right to number four. And it's kind of an open-ended question for one of our clients, John, who just said, Steve, in your mind, because he's you know, seen you a bunch in our network, three biggest benefits, three biggest setbacks? Well, for 70% and probably 80% of Americans, so dependent on where they are, um, you, uh, those people can have more money in their pockets. They're going to be able to afford more. They're going to be able to save their down payment quicker. So for 80% of the markets that we service, it's, it's going to be a tremendous windfall. Yes. Um, there are some pockets that are going to be a, a challenge. As a matter of fact, someplace else they can go. NAR just recently, so they can go to NAR.realtor. Uh, and the, they just recently put out a heat map. I think you have to go to The Economist's uh, blog on that, Lawrence Young's blog. 
they put out a heat map showing exactly what communities were going to be most hit by the tax code. And really, it's Southern California, New York and New Jersey, and Hawaii. Yeah. Not even Florida as much, or Miami as much, but the, those are the, but the pockets. So for the vast majority of the country, I think it's going to be you know, super positive. I think it gives us an opportunity in some of the upper-end markets and the mid-upper-end markets to get more inventory. I think that that's, there's a possibility of that. But I think that the biggest gain we get out of it, the, by far the biggest gain we get out of it, is the, uh, you know, when everything is simple, when everyone understands everything, the expert's less important. You know, I always think about even like with me, when the world was going crazy in 2008 and 2009, I was like that sheriff in an old Western. The town was going crazy. They needed me to come in. I straightened it all out. We got rid of all the bad guys. And as soon as the town was calm, they're saying, well, Sheriff, you're a little rough and tumble for the, our town now. You have to leave. So I was always more valuable during the rough and tumble times. Any great advisor is more valuable in the rough and tumble times. And so what we have right now is now your competition, the other realtors in your market, you can really distinguish yourself compared to them. You can be the expert in tough times. You know, anyone can captain a ship, you know, when the water's calm. The great captains kind of look for that storm. Not that they hope it upon their ship, but they're not afraid of it coming upon their ship because they know that's what's going to prove how great a captain they are. You realtors in the same situation. In this storm of concern, in this storm of confusion, with the lightning and the thunder scaring people, we have the opportunity to be the lighthouse to bring them in and say, all right, calm down. You're safe. I'm going to guarantee you're going to be safe. So I think that there's a tremendous, that's probably the biggest positive outside of the fact 80% of the market's going to be okay. But even they don't know they're going to be okay. We have to, because they're scared too, because mm -hmm. of what's being reported. The, the downside, I do think that um, it's going to be sometimes hard to change people's minds. This process has become very politicized. Uh, and because people take strong political stances, the agents should be a little bit careful about not going down that road. All right. They don't want to say, well, the Democrats are just, you know, saying this and, and you know, uh, Trump was only worried about the rich people. You know, they don't want to get into that kind of that speak because dependent on and you could have a couple in front of you, like in my household, where one is firmly entrenched in one camp and the other is firmly entrenched in the other camp. And there are some days they can't talk to one another. All right. So you, you have to be a little bit careful. Don't make it about the politics of it. Talk about how it impacts them. 100 percent. Great advice, Steve. So let's do the last question, which uh, is from one of our longtime clients who saw you speak at the summit. She asked, um, she said, Tom, at the 2016 summit, Steve predicted that the market outlook out to 2020 was fabulous. Has he changed his mind at all? What what is the Oracle thinking today? Actually, I have changed my mind. I think it's going to be better than I thought it was going to be. I think that what's going to wind, really what's taking place is the greatest thing that happened in 2008 2009 is the true realtors, the true real estate professionals had to step up. They needed to get great coaching. They needed to get great information. All right. And the ones that did are prospering mightily. And what that means to me is that there's a greater chance for every homeowner to find a realtor that really knows what they're talking about, what they're really doing. So now we have another storm. We have another opportunity for the captain of the best ships to stand out. 
And I think that that's going to dwindle down the amount of opportunities that a consumer has to make a mistake about picking their real estate professional or non-professional. You know, you often talk about maybe it's going to go to 300, 400,000 agents. I don't know if it's going to go to that, but I think the 300, 400 are going to do all the business. The others might still hang out, but they're going to do all the business. And I think something like this is going to cause that to happen. And when people get great advice from a great real estate professional, they understand better what owning real estate means, both from the non-financial standpoint and from the financial standpoint. So now they're getting counseling from people that know what they're talking about. And I think because there's more and more of that's happening, it's going to drive the market. Now, well, Steve, you're being, you know, like, you know, pie in the sky and all that kind of stuff. I'll give you two things. Number one is we just put the chart together. Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, the National Association of Realtors and the Mortgage Bank Association are all projecting home sales to be way ahead of where they were this past year. And we had a pretty good year this past year. So it's going to be up. Every, all four say it's going to be up. Some of that's going to be new construction coming through. Finally, the builders are building what needs to be built. So we're going to have a lot more of that. I'm excited about that situation. And, you know, then people say, well, price is rising so fast. And we've done a lot of things on that. Um, and, and whenever I say, well, listen, this, this bubble's not about to come. People will say, well, what'd you say in 2005? And I try to tell them what I said in 2005, and they don't believe me. Bill McBride, which I just told you about calculated risk, he actually kept all his blog posts from 2004. And in April 2000, uh, 2005, I should say, in April 2005, he said, we're in the middle of a bu bubble and prices are about to crash. That's what he said in April 2005. He's one of the few guys that called it. Last month, looking at today's market, there is no bubble. Prices are not going to crash. We're going to continue to go on very, with very strong appreciation for the years to come. So the guy who called the last one is saying, we have no challenge now. And we're going to keep on moving forward. So what do I think is going to happen? I think that overall, we're going to sell more houses. But more importantly than that, the best agents, the ones who know what they're talking about, get the right coaching, understand that it's truly a profession, and they should treat it like other professionals treat their profession. Those agents are going to have the propensity of the business. Those agents, I was going to say, are going to make a small fortune. I think some of them are going to make big fortunes, big fortunes. And I think that it's going to come not from trying to make money. It's going to come from being so professional that the consumer is going to make better decisions. And when that happens and it was because of you, then you get their cousin, their uncle, their grandfather, their grandmother, their granddaughter, their grand. And you have agents. I've met them at your conferences. They, they have four generations of buyers they've already dealing with. And some of them look like they're like 30 years old. I don't even know how they got four generations. All right. But the, you know, that's what it's about. And I'm seeing more and more of that. So I think the market's going to remain very, very strong. But the caveat is, to the best agents, rip the brake out of the car, baby, because your business is going to skyrocket. Everyone else is going to do well. Your bit, the best of the agents, their business is going to skyrocket. He's talking to you, Ferry Nation. This is what it's all about. And Steve, the last time we got together and we did one of these interviews, we were saying the same thing, that now is the time to triple down on your education and on your activities. So Steve, you, I mean, you got me fired up. My whole team watching is they're nodding and they're going, yeah, baby, let's go. So Steve. To, to your viewers say, you listened to me the last three years. What did I tell you? Did it happen? Yep. All right, this is gonna happen too. 
is going to happen too. I love it. I love it. And I love you, my friend. So we wanted to go for 30 minutes. I think we're probably 45 minutes in. There was so much value in this. I know for all of the viewers watching out there, this is probably going to be one of those that you're going to, you know, get on your phone and get back to the end and watch it three or four times. I would be listening very carefully for the nuggets, the one-liners, the example of, you know, the captain of the ship. There were so many excellent metaphorical examples that you can use to help educate and inform your buyers and sellers so they can make good decisions. Remember, and make sure they educate their team members also. Thank you very much. And, and all the people inside your office, including your lender and all the people that you're working with to make sure that everybody's on the unified message, right? We're not gonna get distracted by the drama. We're not gonna watch all the media and all the news channels that are just trying to get viewership. But instead, we're gonna focus on being the knowledge broker that serves buyers and sellers with great integrity. That's what it's all about. So Steve, my friend, Thank you for your time. Any, any closing statements? You've shared so much, but any closing statements before we sign off? I just want to say again what I said at the beginning. It's an honor anytime I get an opportunity to speak to your followers, to you know, the Ferryites, because I know they're going to go out and make something really special happen. So whenever I get a chance to do that, I know that whatever I say is going to be used and move forward. And that's really what we're trying to do, educate the consumers. They can feel confident when they're buying or selling a house. Your people help them build that confidence. And in a time of confusion, they're very much needed. Well, thank you so much, my friend. And all the best, everybody in the KCM Nation. All right, everybody, we are out. Watch this six or seven times. Share it with the people inside your office. And let's all get informed and empowered to help those buyers and sellers make 2018 their best year ever. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Hey, it's Coach Tom Ferry. Have you been considering hiring a coach? If so, click the link below and check out what we do.